Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan Weed. Tonight, we'll continue our discussion of the 13 sacred trees. Join us in our circle. This is our friend of the network, Kellyanna. Blessed are we in the awakening Blessed are Archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine with your host, Miss Susan Weed, who is in charge of the Wise Woman Center up there in the Cascos of New York, I believe. And I see she's on the queue. We're continuing our conversation, I think, on the 13 sacred trees. And I see... Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Green Blessings. How are you tonight? Very well, with lots of developments and lots of crazy things going on. Uh, in my own life, but I only share one of them, (laughs) as so many are just in development, because we share the same, perhaps, development. And what I mean by that is there's a group, or or, or if you just plug in the words onto Google, into the Google machine on the interwebs out there, and plug in pagan music, a site kind of comes right up, and it's, I think it's called Witchcraft Music, and they sort of consider themselves an official list, list of artists and musicians and uh, other aspects of uh, 
paganism and you know druid and wicca and everything but from an artistic uh perspective and so anyway i <clears throat> i talked to the guy and they officially put our band as one of the lists so we're up there with you know blackmore's night or kellyanna who i just played or wendy rule or or quite a few others and then I looked a little bit down the list after I saw Dragon's Head was on the list, and about 13 names down the list under what they said devotional artists, meaning maybe something else, or I don't know if it was musical or not. And it said Susan Weed, Wise Woman Center. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, nice. That's fabulous. <laughs> so, what uh, fun. They were both the same list. And congratulations for you getting that recognition, much-deserved recognition for your music and the the songs and the the talent. It's just fantastic. Yes, and thank you. And it was interesting because it was like, uh, and what I like about it, it's pretty much if you just type in pagan music, it's one of the first ones that comes up on Google. So it's, I guess, a, a list that people look at somewhat often, at least. <laughs> An unofficial official list, but as you know, in the pagan world, things are often unofficial official, and that's, I guess, how it works. <laughs> that is indeed how it works, and how the how the web is woven with strands going across each other and connecting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how have you been? And, well, I've been hanging in there, but I was thinking that, you know, that vision of the web is so much what we're talking about with this particular tree. Okay. And the, the tree, which is a climbing, fruiting something. N- not explicated enough for us to really be able to... Oh, obviously, they mean raspberry brambles. No. Because, you know, that fruiting, um, vining thing could very well be either one of them. So we started last week with talking about grapevine and looking at how grapevine could be the tree of the tenth moon, which is a tree that protects embraces, encloses, surrounds, and includes. And we saw that grapevine certainly does that, that it's not the kind of vine that chokes off the tree, but it grows in companionship and harmony with the tree. We talked about a lot of the really wonderful food and medicinal uses of grapevine and also noted that it could be used to make baskets and wreaths and all kinds of wonderful things. You know, I had such a good time talking about grapes and grapevines and grape leaves last week that after talking to you, I was with my granddaughter, and her swing set is kind of being overgrown with grapevines. So we harvested a bunch of grape leaves, and we made stuffed grape leaves. She and a friend of hers, she's seven and a half, and her friend is six. And they helped me to 
boil the grape leaves and mix together some already cooked brown rice, and they helped me grate a carrot and grate some squash, and I minced up some onion, and we cooked that and added it to the brown rice with some herbs de Provence. They mixed it very well together and then put it in the grape leaves, rolled them up. We put it in a, a glass dish and poured about a cup and a half of olive oil over two dozen stuffed grape leaves, some lemon juice, and a little bit of tamari. Stuck it in the refrigerator. Ooh, they just were so thrilled, and we were too. People were saying it was the oh, best tomas they'd ever eaten, and most people who are listening to us, there are grapevines growing around them right now. Mm. Make yourself some doma. It's a wonderful summer dish to have. What we didn't talk about last week was the magical uses of grapevine. And not just magical, but we might say magical, religious, symbolic. The grapes of wrath. It was that in the song, he's stamping out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. What an image, huh? Oh, yeah. That we're making wine from our anger. So, I was quite thrilled to learn that wherever grapes grow, they have been used in symbolic and magical ways. I was in Valencia, Spain, for New Year's Eve. And I wasn't finding what I wanted. I thought that there would be some kind of public celebration, and maybe there was, and I was in the wrong part of town. It's certainly possible, but I certainly, I could find, like, nothing going on, and so I kind of went back to where I was staying, it was still a bit before midnight, and at the pension where I was staying, and apparently in all places where you stay, you have to give in your key when you go out, and then you have to get it back when you come in. And so the landlord and the landlady, you know, saw me looking kind of glum, and they said, oh, don't you have anywhere to celebrate? And actually invited me in to their apartment. And their New Year's celebration, which they said is done all over Spain, is as the clock strikes, each strike, you eat a grape, bong, eat a grape, bong, eat a grape, bong, eat a grape, bong, eat a grape, to celebrate the coming in of the New Year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What what fun, right? We um, have seen that grapes are a symbol of resurrection. In other words, that you can cut them right down to the ground, and they will still sprout and grow. And in fact, they'll give more grapes because they fruit on the new growth and do like to get woody, and that's why when people cultivate grapes, they do cut them down. We talked about how long-lived grapevines are, certainly with recorded grapevines being at least 600 years old, and with grapevines in the Holy Land, some claiming to be over 2,000 years old. A spell that someone taught me was to take concord 
grapes. The ones with seeds. You could use any grape with seeds, but it has to be grape with seeds. And you have the person who's had something upsetting happen to them. Slowly eat a grape while they're thinking about the upsetting event and then spit out the seeds into each of the four directions saying, I rid myself of this event. I rid myself of my feeling of despair. I rid myself, whatever they want to get rid of, using the seeds of the grape as the symbolic way to take the sweet nourishment of whatever we've experienced and spit out the bitter pit. Well, as it turns out, although grape seeds are bitter nonetheless, they do contain health-giving compounds, and you can even go out and buy grape seed oil. Mm -hmm. So about the only part of the grape that I haven't seen used is the root of the grape. We talked about using the tendrils, the leaves, the grapes, the grape seeds, and the grape vines. So what a strong contender for the tree of the tenth moon, Muin. What can we say about raspberry? It is indeed a climbing, fruiting vine. Does it live up to those qualities that we have? Does it shut up, enclose, include, embrace, surround, and protect? Well, let me tell you about a place that I was taken in northern Canada. The owner of a large tract of land had been told that her land included an old Native American birthing circle. And she had thought that maybe she had located where it was. And she took us on a longish walk out through the woods. And when we got there, there was clearly... A circle there, and that circle was made of brambles. It was made of blackberries and raspberries, all intergrown with poison ivy. And no one in their right mind would have pushed their way through such a tangle. First of all, the scratches, ouch, 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 but then poison ivy in those scratches, itch, 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 itch. And we walked around and around. We walked around looking for an entrance into the circle, because after all, if this was a birthing circle, certainly there had to be some entrance into it. Well, maybe it was very, very, very old, and all this had had grown up since then, but when we looked, we could see that it was a medicine wheel, because we could see the four trees that defined the four directions of this sacred space. One looked like it had been struck by lightning, and it was dead, but it was still standing there. So it wasn't that old. It wasn't thousands of years old, probably not even hundreds and hundreds of years old, although possibly several hundred years old. Certainly long enough for raspberry to have gotten thick, but still there had to be an entrance. And then I dropped to my knees and began to crawl around, and sure enough, I found a tunnel low, 
maintained, perhaps, by wild animals. Who knows? Mm. But there was a way to crawl through. So, yes, the raspberries were enclosing, surrounding, including, and protecting. For the women felt safe when they went inside this circle to give birth. Raspberry is a fertility, a birthing, a uterine herb. Raspberry leaf is one of the first, shall we say, exotic herbs. Now, raspberry leaf is obviously not very exotic, but what I mean is that most Americans, if asked to name an herbal tea, would probably say peppermint. A few would say chamomile. Then some might even say rose hips, and those are your kind of major herbs that people know about is peppermint, chamomile, and rose hips. And then if they know a little more, if they've gotten a little more exotic, they might have discovered red raspberry leaf. Because red raspberry leaf is one of the classic nourishing, tonifying herbs. And it is used everywhere it grows, which is all over the world, to help tone the uterus and to help women who are approaching pregnancy or who are already pregnant. Now, raspberry leaf is so common and so commonly used that huge amounts of quite contradictory lore have grown up around it. In some areas, you will hear raspberry leaf can cause miscarriage, so it shouldn't be used during the early part of pregnancy. But it's just fine to use it from month four on. In other areas of the world, you will hear people say, oh, raspberry leaf, oh, that really helps prevent miscarriage and it helps prevent morning sickness. It's a really great herb to use at the beginning of a pregnancy, but you shouldn't use it during the last trimester because it could encourage premature birth. In fact, some studies have been done on raspberry leaf. Not a lot, because it is indeed a crude herb taken as a tea, so we can't standardize it. But they did not find any greater incidence of miscarriage among women drinking raspberry leaf tea or infusion, nor did they find any greater incidence of preterm or premature labor among women drinking raspberry tea or raspberry leaf infusion. But what they did find was that overall the babies were healthier, the babies were more vibrant, they had better EPGAR scores, and EPGAR is a a measure of the baby's reflexes, which is done soon after it's born. There were fewer interventions. The labors seemed to go more easily for the women. I remember one woman saying to me, Oh, I drank I drank that raspberry tea when I was pregnant, and I was in labor for two days. I guess it didn't work. I said, oh, uh, but I think it did work. Many women would not have been able to labor for two days. That raspberry toned your uterus up so much that you had that much strength and power that you could get through that long, long labor. 
I bet your cervix wasn't dilating. I said to her, and she said, how did you know? And I said, because raspberry leaf has no influence on dilation of the cervix. All it does is make the uterus strong and powerful so it can contract well. So this is certainly why we get these ideas that it might cause miscarriage or it might cause premature birth. But we don't see that that is actually happening. We see that raspberry leaf is nutritive. It is helpful to the uterus, and it makes the uterine muscle stronger. Now, one of the things that I've noticed is that plants that work in the uterus often work in the heart. And the color of the uterus in color medicine is red, and the color of the heart in color medicine is green. And the plants that tend to affect both the uterus and the heart tend to be plants that are green and red, like raspberry or hawthorn or rose hips where we can use both the green part and the red part of the plant for health benefits. So people often ask me why I don't use raspberry leaf as one of my major infusions. And there's certainly no reason why it could not be used as a major infusion. The reason that I don't use it is because I find it very tannic. And I don't like tannic things, so I don't drink it. Now, I do find that when I harvest my own red raspberry leaf, that it is much, much nicer And that I will occasionally use as an infusion. Raspberry, the leaves and the fruit are medicinal according to the physician's desk reference for herbal medicine. And it says that the components are primarily tannins, which is what I just said, and flavonoids as well. And that makes it very astringent, which is what I don't like. But it says, remember that astringency can really help with gastrointestinal uh, problems, respiratory problems, cardiovascular problems, mouth and throat problems, and, of course, uterine problems. No health hazards or side effects are known in conjunction with designated therapeutic doses of raspberry leaf, or raspberry, the fruit. Yes, indeed. When was Susan going to get to the fruit raspberry? Because that's what most of us think of. When we think raspberry, we don't think raspberry leaf. We think raspberry fruit, and we might think, oh, yes, And it is brambly, too, and I can get scratched when I am picking that fruit. Raspberries themselves contain a host of B vitamins, including vitamin B2, vitamin B3, and vitamin B5. Of course, they're a rich source of vitamin C, but did you know they also contain vitamin E and vitamin K as well as carotenes and carotenoids that allow us to make vitamin E? A, also folic acid, 
Raspberries are well supplied with minerals containing calcium, copper, iodine, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, zinc. And those flavonoids that are found in the leaves are also found in the berries. I think that we talked a couple of weeks back about uh, the new research that's going on with flavonoids and showing that the more flavonoids in the diet, the healthier we are and basically the longer we will live. Raspberries are one of the top fruit sources of fiber and they keep cholesterol low and keep blood sugar low as well. Raspberries have been used throughout the world, wherever they grow, to treat upset stomachs and diarrhea, and they have some antimicrobial effects to help the digestive system flora have a better way of being. Wild Matters is the name of a talk I'm going to be giving out at Botanicals on the Beach, the uh, Pacific Northwest Herbal Symposium. And one of the things that I'm talking about in that is that eating wild food, especially wild fruit unwashed, gives us an array of beneficial bacteria for our gut that leads to a whole host of healthy things in our body, including improved cardiovascular health as well as improved intestinal health. In fact, raspberries have been found to be able to help to reduce the amount of candida in the intestinal tract and to reduce or eliminate irritable bowel syndrome. Eating raspberries is said to help one get over allergies having to do with breathing. In other words, eating raspberries with your peanuts would not make you not allergic to peanuts or shellfish or whatever big allergy you have. But if you have a sensitivity or you have a pollen allergy, raspberries certainly can help. Raspberries are high in anthocyanins. And anthocyanins are very special antioxidants that are found especially in foods that are dark-colored purple, blue, and very dark red. And so cyanins have anti-inflammatory properties, and thus they help protect us against arthritis, against blood vessel disease, against a whole host of problems that can rise up from long-term inflammation. The antioxidants in raspberries, along with wonderful nutrients, help our immune system produce extra cells to scavenge, to clear away cancer cells, to be helpful to our bodies. Raspberries also contain ellagic acid. Ellagic acid is specifically anti-carcinogenic. It actually prevents adverse cellular changes and is thought to be exceptionally useful for preventing cancers of the mouth, the throat, and the colon. Interestingly enough, raspberries are used occasionally as a wound healer. Now, that actually sounds good, doesn't it? 
smush up some raspberries and put it on your wound, and then when you're done, you can just eat your bandage. Uh, Not for everyone, but I would probably do it. (laughs) (laughs) Or give it a try and see what happens. Give it a try, right. (laughs) So, uh, a reminder when we're eating raspberries that raw fruits um, put a lot of fructose into our systems. And fructose is really difficult sugar for our bodies to handle. So it's a lot better for our bodies and our digestive system if we minimize the number of raw berries that we eat and instead eat those berries frozen or cooked or even lacto-fermented. Those are really wonderful ways. You know, I, I know that you really get a lot more when you eat your fruit cooked in some way. But I was really stumped with the watermelon. And the watermelon, my CSA gives us a couple of watermelons every year. And the watermelon has always been a real stumper for me. Like, you know, when am I going to serve it? You know, it's a thing you kind of have to eat the whole thing at once, right? Is it enough for a big group? Is it too much for a small group? And then I found a wonderful recipe, which is basically a chopped up, peeled cucumber, chopped up watermelon, no rind, and those to those two things are added chopped up mint leaves and then olive oil and a little vinegar, and that's allowed to marinate overnight because soaking in oil is one way to cook things. And this watermelon soup has become a great favorite of ours. Instead of the watermelon languishing, we're now all saying, wonder when we're going to get a watermelon. Wonder when we're going to get a watermelon. So <laughs> watermelon is really not one of the trees. Of the <laughs> because they didn't have it there where this was, but they did have raspberries, and we could make something similar with raspberries. We could make a, a raspberry soup with oil or just throw them in the freezer. That works really well. Or occasionally you can buy dried raspberries. I don't really like dried raspberries. You know, raspberries have a lot of seeds. That's fine when they're frozen or a few fresh ones in your salad. But dried raspberries, it's like it's all seeds. It's just not worth the chew. So I guess... That's all the time we have for tonight. And we will come back together again next week to talk about the 11th tree, which, as we said at the beginning of this cycle, you're going to say, yo, these are not really trees, but I'm going to do my best to show you why they were considered to be trees, as with the brambles, which are virtually immortal. The raspberries, the blackberries have a perennial root which gives rise to a first-year cane which has leaves, and those are the ones we harvest. And that then overwinters, although it drops its leaves, and then the next year it gets more leaves but smaller flowers and fruits, and then it dies. And raspberries can keep on doing this for very, very, very long amounts of time. So when we come back together, we're going to be talking about Ivy, the 11th tree. All right. And thank you again for joining us, Susan. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank you so much for running the Main Street and for making it so easy for people to get from your place to my place. Absolutely. And again, I want to remind everybody, as one of our little updates was, uh, it's a music page called witchcraftmusic.com, and I posted it in the chat room, and we were 13 people away from, I looked down as I was scrolling down, there are other obvious people you might think, Gideon Pederwin and Wendy Rule and all these other people, and then I saw Susan Weed Wife Woman Center under the devotional section. So <laughs> so we ended up sort of making a similar uh, list. So I thought that was kind of fun. And back to vines that are trees that are vines that are trees next week, right, with the 13 sacred trees. So thank you, everyone. Till next for week, then. Green blessings, everybody. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. This is Main Street Universe. And green magic, green medicine with your hostess, Ms. Susan Weed. And we will be back next week, Tuesday, at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us in our circle. Forbidden archaeology. Forgotten history. Divination. Magic. Cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.